Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program. Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and text line on uh, what's turned out to be a snowy day. It's starting to stick in the grass. But uh, as Mike Lynch said earlier, with Shalados, great to hear Mike Lynch, by the way. Um, Maybe a half an inch, and then it's it's going to get warm again. So uh, whatever snow we get probably will not stick around. So take it easy out on the roads, nevertheless, and kick back and enjoy Tech Talk today. And we are joined, as always, by Doug Swinhart. Doug, how you been? Oh, really good. It's been an exciting week at my house, Stevie. Oh. I, got a new, I, I bought a new iPhone. And how's it going? I got it up 15 plus. I've had it now for three days. And um, I struggle a little bit because I'm trying to do some unconventional things, but I got to tell you, it sure is fast, and it certainly is smooth. And I primarily got this, well, because I was having difficulty with my my Galaxy S21, and I really wanted to be able to get uh, uh, an iWatch, and I wanted the Series 9 so it could check my heart and pulse and all that. And that will be, should arrive sometime around the 12th or the 14th. So I'm kind of excited. And AT&T, because of our plan, and I got a $1,200 phone for free, so they say. Yeah. I just have to I just have to keep my contract in place for 36 months. Yeah, well. Which yeah. I, I'm going to have the phone anyway, so, hey. I, I've had really good luck. I, I know there's people that swear by the Android phones, et cetera, but I, I have had good luck, good longevity. Now I take care of the phone. I've always had a good case uh, on the phone, and I, I think that is important. And oh, yeah. Doug, you say it all the time. You know, you get what you pay for, and when it comes to a good solid case, I'm a big believer in the OtterBox. Oh, um, no doubt. They they do a phenomenal job. I have dropped this phone more uh, than than once, and it, it's been just fine. Yeah, you got to have a good case. You absolutely have to, especially that's one thing I noticed. I pulled this thing out of the box. It was slippery. I mean, it was actually hard to hang on to. Uh, so the first thing I did was invest in a good case. I got a OtterBox quality, but it's um, um, carbon fiber and wood, and it's really a good-looking case. Yeah. I, uh, I like it. It's got some kind of – and it doesn't take up much space. You hardly even notice on there. And it's got this little airbag thing around it. And this one, too, was tested uh, 10,000 drops from 12 feet or more. Wow! And, yeah, you just you just can't beat that, and it really it's um 
It's a tremendous phone. I, I really like it. It's just so fast. My goodness, it's fast. I, I didn't think that smartphones were going to get this fast. It's just bang, 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 and you're just done. And um, Apple's going to wants to give me 90 days free Apple TV, so I'm going to enjoy that too. Come down the road. I'll wait till the snow gets be about a foot thick, and then I'll go. Yeah, it uh, it, it is uh, quite a move. And like I say, I've had really good luck. Uh, with that equipment over the years, and I know there's other phones on the market. Google has a phone that they advertise, um, and, and people have had a lot of success with that. But this is one piece of equipment that uh, I, I've been pretty happy with, and I've had maybe four over the years, and uh, I, I still have them all. I didn't trade them in. They're, they're turning into museum pieces, but they're still in good shape. And the original, the iPhone 3 that I have, I, I can still plug that in. It will still power up after all well, these sure. years. It's pretty pretty crazy, Doug. Hey, at the beginning of the show, and by the way, we want your calls. We want your texts. So uh, if you're hanging out around the computer on uh, this snowy day, uh, by all means, get a hold of us. Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and text line 651-461-9226. But I did want to get into VPNs. It came up a couple times during the week, one in a work setting where uh, someone at work was going to have surgery and then they were going to be working from home for, for two or three weeks while they recover before they come back into the office. And mm-hmm. they, they were setting something up so they could securely get into the network, do everything they needed to do via VPN. And then there's the personal VPN that an individual user can get in their home. And I think we just kind of wanted to go through the basics real quickly here at the beginning of the show. Number one, a VPN doesn't have anything to do with your Internet service provider, like Xfinity or CenturyLink or one of those other providers. It, it, it doesn't have anything to do on uh, the, the wire coming into your house with the Internet. Yeah, it really, you know, the thing is, is, is these two variances on VPNs, what, what you're talking about is, a work setting like my wife has her law office. They've got VPN set up straight to the to the employees' homes for when they're working at home. That that's not the same as like Nord or or, or VPN Express or or Proton, uh, Sharkwire, and there's just hundreds of them. Um, but it's a it's a it's a different concept. But you're right. I think a lot of people are confused, thinking that this has to do ex- right directly with their internet service provider, and it does not. In fact, a good VPN, if it's a really good VPN, your internet service provider will be able to tell how much data has passed through their router, but that's it. They have no idea where you went or what you were doing or how long you did it. So that really adds to the privacy. And I've kind of come to the conclusion, Steve, that if you've got a competent commercial VPN, I'm not certain you even really need antivirus or malware protection anymore if you're a cautious user. I, I really think it's gotten to that point. It's uh, And, in fact, a lot of times your upper, how do I say, your upper tier antivirus and malware, like Malwarebytes or Avira or Node32, they do more than just check files. They will actually monitor your network, and the two can conflict. And sometimes you got to jump through some hoops to get those things working, but I am wholeheartedly believe that VPNs are an absolute must today. And there's still several out there that are free. You can pay, and I mean totally free. Most of what you see on the Internet when it says free VPN 
you're going to get involved with somebody that wants to give you a free trial. And I, that's not the same. <laughs> uh, the best on the market that I found, and, and I could be wrong about this because there's a lot of stuff I don't always keep up with, but Proton VPN, the free Proton VPN, is the best I've ever seen. And there's a couple of really other good, other good ones as well. Uh, Hotwire, and there's another one I think it's called, uh, it's called um, Tunnel Bear. And then, of course, Provado, not to be confused with Proton. Uh, Provado, Hotspot, and Proton are, well, Proton, I don't think has a rival. I, I think it's just completely unparalleled. I'm amazed at how fast it is. And I've got mine with a subscription, but I, uh, the free one, from everything I can tell, it runs exactly the same. Tremendous. And you can download that and get it set up and have up to 10 devices. So it's uh, it really is worth, worth looking into. I think that everybody should at least investigate it. And don't just jump on the first one that you see. And make sure they're going to be able to get streaming, Netflix, and all those. They're doing their job to protect themselves as well. Once you get one that coordinates with your streaming, you got it made. It's just a tremendous, tremendous asset, I think. I think it, everybody should look into it. And I hope that helps. Yeah, and uh, Doug, is it you know completely necessary for everyone to have uh, a, a VPN? Are there certain circumstances? Um, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Because you know some people just go out and do a little of this, do a little of that. They're they're not doing work or a lot of confidential stuff. I mean, probably be okay. They you know and the chances are. They've got an antivirus and a malware all set up, malware protection all set up as well. I, I think that they'd be just fine. Nonetheless, no matter what you have on there for extra hardware and software and firewalls and virus protection and all that, no matter what, we still have to be conscientious users. Can't just be willy-nilly clicking on stuff and downloading everything on the planet that's offered for free. If, if you take that approach and you're a conservative user, and you pay attention, and don't fall for all of the little trickeries that goes on, you're going to be just fine, even without a VPN. I truly believe that. And, by the way, if you want to join the program, Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and Text Line, and we're going to go to Rick in Coon Rapids. Rick, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi, Doug. Say, my doctor wants to do an e-visit, and I'm wondering... How do I set up my desktop to do that, or should I use a smartphone? Uh, he wants to do what? He wants to do like a, a video? Is there a, a visit? Is there, yeah, a, a chat from he, me to him. Oh, piece of cake. Nothing to it. In fact, you'll, um, they will have instructions on how to do that. You just have to make sure you got a good quality microphone and a good quality camera, and depending on your how you're opposite position, you might require some headphones as well. Uh, and that's going to be true no matter whether you put it on a laptop or a, uh, or your desktop. And some people think, well, I'll put it on a laptop. I'll go buy a laptop. I've got to buy a camera. i got to buy this, got to buy that. But this peripherals today, well, I bought two cameras last winter, both 1080 by uh, uh, 1920 by 1080 resolution, just like a 60-inch TV. Wonderful resolution. And I paid less than $30 for one and less than 20 for the other one. They're both wonderful. Plug into a USB and up they come. They run in Linux, Windows, the whole nine yards. And the same you're going to find with, with headphones. The headphones that I got, 
I, I think they're probably 10 years ago would have cost you $1,000. I bought them on eBay for $69. Ooh. So it doesn't cost you a whole lot of money to get set up. You're probably going to save that in gas in the first couple of trips that you're not having to run downtown and your time. And I, I think it's a good thing. Either way you want to go, you won't have any problem at all. Just pick out some equipment and get it connected and rock and roll. I think this is going to see a lot more of this in the medical field as well. We're going to be seeing a whole lot more of these virtual visits or, or eye visits, some of them are called. They are a, a great, great, great thing, especially for seniors. I, I believe that this is the right, uh, the right road, to the right path to take. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, thanks for that. And by the way, plenty of time. Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and Text Line 651-461-9226. We will come back much more in a moment on the program. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll be getting into a Linux. A lot of people wondering, is it hard to do? We'll get Doug's thoughts on that coming up. And that's a Linux install and maybe an older machine or, for that matter, a brand-new machine. We'll get Doug's thoughts on that. And then, uh, by the way, uh, we'll, we'll talk in uh, uh, some antivirus and get uh, Doug's thoughts on that as well. And we'll have the weather about 10 minutes away. We do have light snow here in the cities. Uh, take it easy on the roadways. Some spots could be slick, but we are, uh, the good news, above freezing. So we shouldn't have any ice on the main roads at this moment with 36 degrees. It is 319 here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Tech Talk, Saturdays between 3 and 4. Steve Thompson along with Doug Swinhart, as always. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program if you want to reach out to Doug. Uh, here, here's a good one. We brought it up. This, this is for older equipment, laptops, desktops, etc., or for that matter, a brand new machine. Linux is is a great way to go. Uh, it is an option beyond Windows. Uh, you can do it alongside Windows, or you can do it as a standalone. But, but Doug, in reality, and, and we don't need to do a super deep dive. But how hard is it? How long does it take to get Linux installed? Is, is it is it an all day and all weekend? No, not at all. And, you know, and really, I think the big thing is, is just a little bit of preparation, a little bit of research, and a little bit of study. A normal Linux install, uh, you know, once you got your data all backed up and all that, even on the same hard drive, you're going to be done in probably an hour to an hour and 15 minutes at most. It's not what it was 10 years ago. The procedures and the process that they've got put together today, it's just, it's almost, you can't, you can't, almost can't fail. And if you do, it's usually going to be it's going to be able to stop and unwind what you did, which I think is a real plus. And if you do have an error, the nice thing about Linux is it comes up and says, this is the error, here's how you fix it, almost all of them. Uh, I noticed that with Windows, even as mature as, as, as it is, it'll come up sometimes and says, oh, something went wrong. Oh, that drives me crazy. Okay, yeah, we, we know that something went wrong. That's no help. If you're going to come up with a screen, give me some help. If you, not always possible, but 99% of the time, I think it is. But yeah, Linux is, uh, should be, I think, respected and don't be afraid of it. And especially if you've got an older computer so you can play around and learn. But there's so much information on YouTube and Google. It's not going to take you long at all to just snap right to. And in addition to that, every distribution of Linux, and there are hundreds, they will have a forum 
support groups and all kinds of stuff set up where people are helping each other. And if they happen to make a mistake, somebody will hopefully gently correct them. It's just a tremendous community to get involved with. I highly suggest that anybody with a computer jump on Linux. You can put it on your new computer and just do a test run with a, a USB drive or a DVD drive that boots. Not going to run as fast as it will on your hard drive, but you'll get the understanding of that as you play with it. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of Linux. I love Linux Mint. Just think it's wonderful. Was testing the LXDE, the U.S. Linux version, and they've come a long way. That's absolutely worth mentioning. And you get as much or as little as you want. And the thing is, is you have a lot more control over your system. I don't use antivirus or malware protection at all in Linux. I don't recommend that people do. Uh, it, uh, it just runs. It just simply runs. And I hope that helps. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, as, as always. And once again, Doug, for older equipment, if you have an older laptop, maybe something uh, in the closet that was once upon a time running Windows 7 and you set it aside, those are great machines for Linux installs. Oh, it's absolutely perfect. Um, And, in fact, one of the first things you're going to learn with, with Linux is many distributions, they may offer several different desktop environments. Uh, you've got Cinnamon, which Linux Mint made actually famous, um, Mate, and Ubuntu has, I think, five or six of them on an older piece of equipment or new. I really am drawn to XFCE, four letters. Now, that particular desktop, it, it reminds me a little bit of Windows XP, kind of crossing into the 7 era, era, but that particular desktop, is just so user-friendly and intuitive, you just can't go wrong. You just can't. And I really like XFCE. I really do. And it's a huge community behind it as well. It's mature. Been around, I think, more than 20 years. And anything that's that been around for 20 years in computers, you know, they say computers evolve in dog years, 7 to 1. I personally think it's closer to 15 years to 1. But just stop and consider the history on uh, a Linux distribution that has been in existence for 20 years. That's an old boy. That's up. That one's been around. It's 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 made its bones, no doubt. So look for that, and don't be afraid to read reviews, and just be aware that some of the reviews, you'll get that people just got impatient and didn't work through them. Uh, but mostly, you'll be able to find the exact distribution for your hardware and what you're looking for. And some of them have everything under the sun. I think that's too much. Some of them don't have enough, but you can add packages and take packages away, which are applications. Linux, we call them packages. It's a, it's just a great environment, and I think everybody, everybody that jumps in and gets involved, they will increase their confidence level and their knowledge just exponentially. And it actually turns out to be kind of fun. And I encourage anybody that's got a computer to, to at least take a look. All right, Doug. Um, to our Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and Text Line, uh, about a week ago, I clicked on a link in an email, later learned it was a scam email. So I ran a scan of my antivirus program. It didn't find any problems, but it was just a quick scan. Should I do a full scan? And it looks as though that could take hours. Uh, well, I think what you're going to be looking for, Malwarebytes has a free program that you can download. And I'm having a senior moment. 
but, I will but get the this point way. being is, well, but I, I think it gets into a big picture item as well, though. If you clicked on something and you're worried about it, what what are those steps? I I've heard first thing you want to do is shut down, disconnect from the internet, and then run some sort of scan. With, yeah, well, it, you know, it really isn't necessary to even do that anymore. Okay. The um, that uh, malware bites, and there's several other antivirus programs that will have a tool that will load into memory and not on your hard drive, and it will run a complete scan, and they don't take that long, and it will correct or at least give you vision of what could be possibly going wrong. Um, if people are looking for a free antivirus today for Windows, I would highly suggest they take a look at Bitdefender. They've kind of revamped their whole philosophy with free antivirus, and it's top, top shelf, and it's 100% free. Most of the ads we see on the Internet today, whether it's for a VPN or antivirus or malware, whatever, says free, 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 free. 90% of them, when you get to the site and you get looking, it's a free trial. You get it for 10 days or 15 days, possibly 30 days. But free to me should be free, free, free all the way. And if you like it, then you buy it and you pay for it and you get it. And Bitdefender is one of the few that's left out there that will go all the way through Windows 11 and soon to go through 12 as a free product. And for home users, it stays that way. It's um, it's a good thing to have. I agree. We can't just be willy-nilly clicking stuff in our emails. That's uh, that's a taboo today. Uh, you just got to really, really watch yourself on that kind of stuff, and it will pay. And other than that, just... Use your head. And remember, when you get an email in a, in, you get an email with a web link, you can just poise that little cursor, just position it right on top of the link. And down in the left-hand corner on most email packages or browsers, in the lower left-hand corner, very small, it'll pop up, and you can read the entire web address. And you can see if it's got redirects. If it's got redirects, avoid it like the plague. If you're truly curious about it, do a copy of the link and then take it to a browser, another browser that's clean and qualified, Brave, um, Firefox that's got some extensions that watch this kind of stuff, and go into a private window so it's not going to hold on your on your hard drive and just do a paste to that URL and you can at least take a look at it. That's the easy way. When you have an email client open, you've got certain things in the background open that they can take advantage of with these weird links, and actually run scripts in the background without our knowledge. Can't do that if it's coming directly from a browser. It's um, it's really interesting how this has progressed and evolved over the years. And just use common sense. That's the only thing that I can actually offer people today. Yeah. Just use your common sense. Yeah, when you're getting emails with attachments from individuals you don't know specifically, be leery of that for sure it is 331 we've got a break get an update on the weather we'll come back more tech talk with doug uh we've got uh password managers coming up as well and uh getting together a comcast email account windows mail and an iphone we'll get into all of that 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 can get a little complicated we'll, we'll oh, yeah. do all of those when we come back here on tech talk on a saturday here at News Talk, E3O WCCO.
Tech Talk Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. With Doug, if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. And the number is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. If you call the studio, you'll get Josh. Josh Wheeler is our producer, and he'll put you through. Otherwise, the text comes right into the studio, and we can get it on the air quickly. And, uh, Doug, let's, let's go to another one of those. And uh, it doesn't appear to be very intuitive. I use Comcast email that feeds into Windows Mail. And I also have an iPhone uh, via T-Mobile. Um, and it... It's, it seems to be uh, struggling. Um, and here, here's, here's the follow-up to that. I have a new HP Pavilion laptop from Micro Center with Windows 11. And it is now forcing an email conversion from Windows Mail slash calendar to Outlook. So what's going on there? Doug, uh, all right, you're, you're on the air. Yeah, part part of um, part part of this is because the, these these companies that are doing this kind of thing, they want to kind of take control of the browser, if at all possible. Hopefully, you don't have too many emails. If you could put like your Gmail on a Chrome or a Chromium browser, and you've got um, say Comcast Xfinity or CenturyLink, put that on um, uh, on your Firefox and. If you can keep it separate per browser, you can have it all set up and it will run fine. Now, to bring it all together, that's going to get kind of hairy. You're going to need a client that is friendly to everything, and the only one that I know of that isn't Linux is um, Thunderbird, which is Mozilla, same people that did Firefox. There you can put in five or six different email addresses and set them up, configure them, and have an IMAP, web-based, or POP3, either way. And that's probably their best solution would be Thunderbird. And that's going to take a little bit to get it configured as well. Take your time. 
do them one a count at a time. Don't do multiples, even those of us that know what we're doing. Very rarely will you see an administrator set up four or five email accounts in one swift entry into a, a client package. It's just not done. Take your time. Get the server names and the settings before you begin, and it should go smooth. And part of what you're going to have or a struggle here is also um, dual authentication. This is going to get to be the law of the land real quick. Uh, Google's pushing it. Apple's pushing it. Everybody that's anybody is pushing this. Microsoft is pushing it. It's big, and it's going to come whether we like it or not. That's something about my iPhone I really like is uh, is, it, is the facial recognition they've got right down pat. I, I can't believe how well that works. Plus, you get to set a pin in case it doesn't work. So you got a not a pin's easy to remember. Plus, you got your facial recognition. You're always going to have access. Yeah, I am really liking what's going on with the security. And I didn't wasn't aware of this, Steve, but iPhone does give you more privacy settings automatically without asking. So the iOS I'm I'm dealing with it's a it's a tremendous operating system. Well, but yeah, it's important. It is. Yeah, and the dual authentication I I I think is huge. Uh, yeah. More more and more accounts are rapidly adding that where it's kind of like we just want to make sure we're we're going to send you typically a six digit pin number a one time code that they'll send say to your smart device. Now I know there's a hitch. You lose your smart device or it's broken down or whatever or gets stolen or lost. That can be a problem. But but nevertheless, dual authentication I I, I think is a, a very good security tool oh for sure here's another thing in all of this and i i i guess i'm not a huge fan because way way back in the day um centurylink used to be uh quest and and before that i think it was us west and you know it was you know part of bob bell way way back in the day but nevertheless my my wife had an old quest account and unraveling that was was a pain i i just don't know about having your email tied to your internet service provider is the greatest idea oh i couldn't agree more i i think keep them maybe separate keeps everybody honest and it's interesting that you bring up question and um and how that all transcribed with CenturyLink. the microsoft partnered up with quest and all these expensive lawyers and all this bartering and negotiating, they forgot to find out who was going to be responsible for the support. How's that happen? Yeah. There were thousands and thousands of people that dealt with that, Steve. It's just a, well, they had it to was bring quite in, the they, chaos. They had to bring in more lawyers to sort it out, I think. Well, I'm sure they did, but I, I just I am just absolutely amazed. And, and this thing was in the works, yeah. I think, for five or six months at least, at least that I knew about it. And... When it's all said and done, oh, everybody. And the first week or so, I mean, it really ran well. And, you know, Quest was actually be able to use some of Microsoft servers. Microsoft was back expanding their, their email base, not quite their name. But then all of a sudden, people would have that. Well, now you have to go to Microsoft. Well, no, you got to go to Quest. Well, no, nobody knew. Nobody knew. I said, <laughs> how that happens beyond me. Just assume somebody else is going to do something. That's a big factor in all this, you know, is customer support. And I think most of these companies really miss their target with customer support. I think it should be the highest paid job in the in the company, and I think that it should be held above. you got to work for the place for 10 years and be experienced 
before you can even dream of getting into that department. Yeah. I, I think they mean it. Well, they only want to do it, so we'll shuffle it on to the new people, and then we'll shuffle it out of the country. I think they made a huge mistake there. And yeah. I think in the end, I don't think it's going to help them. Another one we brought up when it when it comes to email, and, and once again, having your email account tied to your internet service provider, in a way, it kind of locks you in, and it gets complicated to move on. And 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 I get it, you know, why they do it, and and I understand that, and they provide a service, and um, it, it's it's definitely going to help you stay loyal. Another thing is, once again, uh, work email. Private email, keep that stuff separate. Do your no work doubt. email on your work email. Do your private email on your private email. You, you never know when the circumstances are going to change. You never know when things are going to happen. That That is a big deal, and I've talked to more and more people, and my wife deals with that. She works for a school district here, and, and there's teachers that get their school and their private email all tangled yeah. up, and then they decide to take another job with another school district. And then they wonder, well, what's going to happen to all my email? Well, it's yeah. going away. You're, yeah. You're, it's, so that that is another one to keep in mind. Work is work. Private email, uh, personal email is personal email. You should have completely separate accounts. Um, if on occasion, you know, someone sends you an email and it's private to your work account, so be it. But generally try to keep a wall between the two. Yeah, you don't want to commingling of those. I've been telling, preaching this to people since day one. I don't care if it takes, if you got a Windows machine, if it gets so bad, have two profiles. Have one with your first name and, and, and dash work, and another one with your first name and dash home. Got two complete profiles. That way you're using the same browsers and all nine yards. And just don't have the same background, so at a glance you'll know where you're at. And you do the same thing in Linux if it gets that bad. I It's going to be better if they can have them together and keep them separate mentally. But, yeah, you should not have a commingling of um, a business practice, personal and business. You just shouldn't do that. I, I'm i a big believer in keeping them at arm's length if possible. Yeah. And it's going to be much, much easier to, to sort in case you get a different job. Um, if there's ever a lawsuit and you've got this commingling going on, you know, what you had for business, this has to be turned over to all the lawyers for examination. You don't need that in your personal life. You know, there's 105 reasons why you keep them separate. It really is just good business. Yeah, even even if you own the company or run the company in a small oh, business. Even more so then. Yeah, yeah then, then there's your business email and, and your private email. I, I think the co-mingling of those two is, is just a bad idea. Then you retire, mm-hmm. you sell the business. It, it just gets complicated and uh so keep that in mind uh going forward work is work uh private email personal email is personal email you should have separate accounts Uh, absolutely 345 and we're going to come back still a lot of good stuff to get into uh we got a question about pervasor and du frags uh we're going to get into password managers as well and much much more uh thanks so much we had a lot of great Interaction on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line today, 651-461-9226. Here at News Talk, 830-WC. It is Tech Talk, a little light snow falling, but a warm week. We're going to be in the 40s at least two days 
next week. We'll have more on that following the news at 4 o'clock. Uh, let's go to the phone line, Cities One Plumbing and Heating Talk and Text Line, and go to Dan in Chanahan. Dan, you're on the air. Great. Hello. Great. Good. Yeah, good guest on the city there. Great job. Great show. Wow, what a blessing you guys are. Say, oh, cool. Thank you. Been a con- yeah. For a guy that's been a contractor most of my adult life, I'm kind of I'm pretty weak on the computer thing. What would you recommend for somebody? It's quite an overwhelming topic. To really become a, a very good computer user, I guess power user would be probably more of an elite word for that. <laughs> what would be your I, recommendation? I, 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 do you give any classes or do you do any training? Oh, I, I put people on the Internet and I show them how to use Google. Take about 20 minutes and off they go. If they have problems, they, I let them give me a call from time to time. Yeah, you can't even hardly charge that. But if you're really lacking in confidence, so so to speak, I'd say start with a start with a Chromebook. Go find yourself a a two hundred dollar Chromebook and let the good times roll. If you're getting your email and you're doing multimedia and you're able to shop, you can do anything on the internet with a Chromebook that you can do with a desktop or or, or a quantum computer for that matter. Um, you don't need anything that big. But if you decide to jump into a Windows machine or a Mac. I would get hold of some system administrator that has the ability to simplify and take out some of the redundancy. That's going to make it easier for you to learn. The thing with uh, some of these operating systems, they're hanging on to older software, and they're kind of like everything to everybody. And sometimes you got to just get rid of that stuff, especially if you don't know it, or plan on spending a lot of time learning it. But there's so much good equipment out there. But I'd say in your particular position, Start with a really, really nice Chromebook, um, two hundred fifty bucks. Wouldn't you say, Steve? Oh yeah, I, I think a Chromebook is a great spot for most users because the the hardware in reality is disposable. If you spill a diet coke on it or a cup of coffee, I mean, it's still a bummer to be out to two hundred and fifty dollars. But um, it's a great way. It, it, it's really an internet appliance. All of it's cloud based. There is a little bit of onboard storage, but I, I couldn't agree more. And then once you get the hang of Google and things like uh, Drive and Calendar and so on and so forth, it, it works pretty well. You can get organized in a hurry, and uh, they give you some cloud storage like Doug's talked about. I, I buy a little bit more. Um, yep. I, I give Google some money, but it, it's been well worth the money. Oh, no doubt. Um, and, and you've got other services out there. And the, and I think when people get confused, they start looking at it. There's so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just so much. But realize that if you're looking at, at cloud storage, for example, 90% of them are going to do exactly the same thing. And it's just a question of getting used to that particular screen that you're looking at. You know, icons might be arranged a little bit different, something like that. But it's like a car. Steering wheels are round. They all got four wheels. It, and computer software and hardware, a lot of times, it's almost the same philosophy. So the biggest distance you will travel is between your ears. Just relax, take your time, and you'll fall right into it. And one day it'll be like the light's coming on. It's just amazing the changes that I see people go through. Yeah, but I agree. Don't overspend. Just about with anything now, um, when I get something new and want tips on, say, for instance, I bought these um, cabinets that I had to assemble to put up in the garage. I, I bought a few of them to get organized and get rid of the old shelving and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? There's these instructions. I, I went on YouTube, Googled uh, 
a couple of videos, spent 10 minutes watching a couple of different videos, got all the tricks, boom, snapped them together. Way better than trying to figure out the poorly written directions because they said, well, don't do this, make sure you do that. Uh, it, it was really cool, and I think that's yeah. true with computers right now. It, oh, it's, like, it's huge. Yeah, it, it's kind of like if you're not familiar what to look with, look for when it comes to emails with attachments and what to be aware of. There, there are literally videos you can watch right now at YouTube.com that'll that'll kind of give you the ins and outs of what to look for. They will show you. It, it, it's an amazing, an amazing tool. Yep, it's absolutely phenomenal. And people contribute to this, and they continue to contribute to it. So if the first one doesn't make sense to you, maybe the guy doesn't speak your language or something, it just uses different phonetics, go somewhere. There's going to be 100, 150 more right below it. And it's a tremendous tool. It really is. Yeah, no doubt. I, um, I, I got um, I got a HPN that I needed to work on, and it was a 10-year-old computer. And I went on HP, and this is the first time it's happened, by the way, and they said, well, that we retired that piece of equipment, end of life. No more manuals online? I, well, it's a PDF for going to say it. No, 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 no. Well, so I jumped on Google. I ran a Google. 30 seconds later, I had 13 different websites I could download the entire manual. And uh, if, if these companies are going to come to end of life, they're going to be taking their manuals, service manuals, off the line. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to find them elsewhere. Yeah, no That's doubt. huge. It's just huge. Um, let's let's get to the text line, get to some real quick. Uh, okay. Let's get to some quickies to close it out. Does Prevazor do a defrag when you run it, or do you need to, you know, order it to run a defrag? No, it'll do that each time. It, well, the first time you run it, it will ask you what you want to do. And the first time you run it, and it's not actually a defrag per se. If you've got solid-state drives, it's going gonna, it's gonna to retrim and optimize them but it will restructure some of the data to put it into a contiguous format to make it faster. Uh, and as far as that, after that, it's so quick, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, Pervasor is, I think, the best overall maintenance cleanup tool that any Windows machine could have. I just can't say enough about Pervasor. I love that program. Every Windows machine should have it, every one of them. You will add years of life to your computer with, with pervasors. No question in my mind. None. And that's P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R.com. Yeah, great program. We bring it up a lot. Here's one. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, and that is password managers. What do you recommend? Well, I, I think I mentioned it before, Steve. I, I, I signed up for Proton Mail, and it comes with a Proton password manager, and they got a little deal down the bottom that says beta. I love this thing. This is, it's just so slick. Now, I will say this. I was surprised to see that it's not working properly with my iPhone yet. And that has to do with the level of security that Apple has put on that iPhone. That's where I actually came by that. Oh, yeah, they're doing a lot more. Uh, I'll get that probably by Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll get it all worked out. But I love this thing. You, you put an extension in a browser, and up it comes. You go like that. You walk up to any computer, put the extension in, log in, Use all your passwords and then just remove the extension. Uh, or and if you don't, after I've got mindset after 15 seconds of not use, it locks up. Even though it's there, people can't get at it, can't see it, can't do anything with it. I love that. That's one of the best ones I've got. I'm also testing a device called Pocket Pass. This is a small device you put in your key ring, 
and it's offline. It has nothing to do with the internet, not to pay extra storage. It's near-field communications connected with Bluetooth. And once you're away from that computer, it no longer has access. I'm playing with that this weekend. I just picked that up the other day on Amazon. I'm excited to find out how that comes out, too. I, um, I, I'm real happy with password managers. They were difficult for a while, but there's an industry that really got themselves together the last two years. All right, and it is a good one. Uh, certain ones you don't want to lose, like your Google password. You, you, you mm-hmm. want to know that one. Um, we got to run. Doug, uh, we're just about out of time. All the news and weather at four. But first, uh, your phone number and email. Oh, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. 651-552-9543. And, Steve, thank you so much and have a great week. Yeah, you as well, Doug. Good to visit with you. Quick hour as always. Tech Talk, Saturdays between 3 and 4 here on News Talk. E-3-O-W-C-C-O. E-C-O. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.